This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Voice of Change time here on Cape Pulpit 79 AM. I hope that you are having such a wonderful, wonderful afternoon. And it's me, Lauren Jacobs, for the next hour with you. Going to be taking you all the way home. Hopefully, you're going to get home all safe. And I just pray that we're going to have such a great time on the show today together because I have a wonderful, wonderful guest that's coming up. And really, today on the show, we really want to empower you, the listeners. We want to give you some tools to thrive in 2020. We know and we understand that 2020, you know, was quite a different year. And to think that just a year ago, this week, a year ago, we were entering into lockdown. You know, we were entering into a time that we had never been, never seen before, never experienced before. And we went into this lockdown, this hard lockdown, not knowing what to expect. And I know that the past few months have been hard for some, but we are so grateful as well that God is on the throne. He is with us. He has seen us through. But today I want to give you some tools, some real, real empowering tools. What about Things like self-care, self-compassion, you know, self-love. How do we take this into 2021 with us, which is proving to be quite a tricky year, one where we are picking ourselves up, dusting ourselves off, and are trying to live that life that God has prepared and positioned us for, that abundant life where we rise above the challenges. And so my guest today, Rebecca Rasinko, is going to be sharing with us. She is a life coach, and she is so absolutely passionate about helping people gain clarity and gain focus the kind of focus that they need to create a high quality plan for their life and to see it through and she holds a bachelor of science in business administration and has 10 years of leadership and management experience she lives in new york with her amazing husband and two adorable rescue dogs and she's going to be joining me today as a life and business coach And her wisdom and insight is going to really, really empower us. Because you know what? From me to you today, I want you to have the 2021 that God wants you to have. And oftentimes that means we've got to really, really take control of the things around us and our lives in order to thrive. Now, speaking about thriving, you know what? It's also Money Smart Week this week. And now Money Smart Week is absolutely fantastic it's a financial literacy campaign and it's aimed at motivating and empowering south africans that's you and me to become more educated about our finances this campaign takes place the whole week from the 22nd to the 28th of march and if you want more information about money smart week about having financial literacy to motivate you and empower you then you can visit their social media platforms and the website for more information the website is www.mswsa.co.za creating the money smart south africa now if you need that website again it's www.mswsa.co.za basically the initials for money smart week south africa MSWSA. And you know what? It's so wonderful to be financially literate. It is so wonderful to take control over not only our finances today, but also our emotions today, our mental health, our spiritual health. We can 
you know create a, a better life for ourselves we can just make better choices and we can do that by having the tools whether it's about our finances whether it's about our emotional health or the way we want to go in our lives so be with me today enjoy voice of change it's going to be absolutely wonderful and rebecca is up with me after this Rebecca, it's so good to have you with me here on Voice of Change today. I know that we're going to have such a great show because we really want to empower women today and give them these incredible tools to be able to thrive, to be able to think about life in 2021, to have that abundant life as well that Christ has promised to us. And I think that as people, we need coaches to help us pick up some tools that maybe we don't see. So firstly, thank you for being with me on Voice of Change and welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. My pleasure. I'm happy to be here. So I want to ask you something that I personally find incredibly interesting. And it's three concepts, really. But I know we're going to go through each one. And I think that each one of these is something that people talk about a lot. And I think it's something that we hear often even see on social media. But we don't really go deeply into understanding each one. And that's self-love, self-care and self-compassion. So I wanted to first touch on self-love because I think that that is so, so important. I think it's such an important reality that we've had to face in 2020 and in 2021. So what exactly is self-love? How does it differ from something like self-care, which you know, they sound pretty similar, but there are such big differences. What exactly is self-love and, you know, how do we really tune in to really loving ourselves in this way? So the way I like to explain it is that self-care is really action-oriented, whereas both self-love and self-compassion are more about our attitude toward ourselves. So self-compassion has a lot to do with how we speak to ourselves, our inner monologue? Um, are we criticizing ourselves? Are we holding ourselves to an abusively high standard? Um, and things like that. And then, um, you know, self-love is just, are you putting yourself on your own list of priorities? Do you even matter to yourself? Are you giving yourself space feel when you need it? You know, Christ didn't tell us to love our neighbor instead of ourselves. He told us to love our neighbor as ourselves. And I think when we have a healthy amount of self-love, we're more equipped to love our neighbors. Um, and it just has to do with that way of kind of regarding yourself and giving yourself the space you need, allowing yourself to become who you were created to become, not putting yourself in this little box, not punishing yourself, um, hmm. but allowing yourself to bloom into who you were created to be. Hmm. And I think it sounds like when I listen to that and you put it so beautifully, self-love is something that's so important because we saw, like, for example, we saw last year, it was so intense for people. We hmm. started going into lockdowns. People started, you know, experiencing loss of jobs or they started having so much more pressure on themselves and people were losing loved ones and there was almost sometimes mm -hmm. a sense of criticizing yourself if you weren't getting as much done as you thought you needed to do if you mm -hmm. weren't coping with life you know there was like this 
thing that was going around on social media that was saying, well, if you don't come out of this 2020 with like a new business or a new job or new this, then you wasted your time, mm-hmm. which was so awkward because that was kind <laughs> of that criticism that was being put on people. We were, we are surviving this pandemic. So self-love, is this something that comes naturally to people? Or again, is it something that we need to actually cultivate within ourselves? I don't know many people for whom it comes naturally. I think um, a lot of it does depend on how you were raised and the messaging you heard in your own home. But I hesitate to even say that because it puts a lot of pressure on parents. And there are so many factors that play into it. And a lot of them are cultural. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one of the things I noticed in this past year was that there, there wasn't grace for grief. If you Mm. attempted to mourn the losses, um, whether of lives or of a job or of your normal life as you knew it before the pandemic, there were people who would shame you for that, who would criticize you, um, which is enormously unhealthy. And Mm. part of me wonders how we even got here. But even if you did naturally have an inclination to love yourself through that. I think the voices were so loud of criticism and of just soldier on and get back to it and just produce, just deal with it. um, That even the healthiest self-love easily be eroded. And so we need to intentionally cultivate it by listening to the stories we're telling ourselves. What have we taken on? Because everybody has a narrative right now, and some people are being very vocal about their perspective on what has happened and what we should do with it, right? So you see people who are saying, well, all your activities got canceled, so start a business. Well, maybe you don't want to start a business. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Maybe you were just trying to keep your children somewhat educated and fed and sane, and that's all you could do that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you, you know? Um, So listening to our narrative and questioning it, if it's negative, and if we, if we listen to the narrative in our heads and we come away thinking there's something wrong with us, let's question that, you know, let's be honest with each other as much as possible in safe people who are safe for us, but allowing each other to reality check those stories can be really helpful too, because even though it's self-love, we're so inside our own heads that sometimes we need an external voice. Um, And that includes coming back to what Christ says about us and what the Bible says about us and our identity there and recognizing who we really are and um, <laughs> what he says, which is way more important than what anybody else says. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, and I mean, practically, oh, go ahead. No, go on. Practically, that can look like journaling um, to literally get it out of your head, see it on paper. That can make it so much easier to say, is this true? Um, or is this just the story I'm telling myself? Um, and really seeking sources of wisdom, seeking out teachers and coaches who can help us find 
what is most true because I mean, there is chaos in the world. That's true, but you are resilient and you are creative and there are all these things about you and how you were created that are also true and are actually higher truths, um, more stable truths, longer lasting truths. And so keeping that in front of us can be a really practical way to cultivate our self-love. Hmm. I love this what you're sharing. It it just is so it's it's so wise and I think it's something that we have to take on board for ourselves. And I was reminded of something while I was listening to you speaking, you know, just recently going through a lot of stuff in my own head and feeling so overwhelmed by that, which can happen, you know, when you're kind of saying, "Well, there's all this stuff going on in my head and I just had a friend, you know, just just speak through this with me and then she began speaking truth back to me and her mm. truth she was speaking truth whereas in my mind it was so overwhelming that it was it, it probably wasn't truth a lot of the things that were going through my mind you know about yourself and you just get negative on yourself and and it felt mm-hmm. like the minute that she spoke those truths those, those higher truths like you like you refer to it you know the stable truths that something shifted <laughs> And and it's almost as though you feel it. You feel it in your mind. You feel it in your spirit. You feel it in your emotions. There's a shift that happens because someone's speaking that truth to you and you're hearing it and you're going, well, actually, the narrative I'm telling myself is not correct. So when someone is starts speaking truths to you that are really truths that they observe for years, it's like something changes. And and I think that, that 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 is so deeply spiritual as well, isn't it? When you're hearing those stable truths, those higher truths, that is truth. And you can receive that and take that on. And then something changes, right? Mm-hmm. And what a beautiful gift that your friend gave you and that we're equipped to give each other mm-hmm. and to seek out from each other. And I think that's part of why God built us for community. If you look at how we're created we're not machines. We were created with capacity to work, but also with a need for rest and nourishment and connection. We are a social species. And I think that's part of why God put that need within us is Mm -hmm. so that we would connect with each other and be able to speak that truth over each other. Because you know, our minds are also wired to create stories, to connect dots and Our brain essentially awards us for doing that, whether or not it's true. It just goes, great, you connected the dots Mm. and, you know, releases chemicals into our bloodstream that make us feel better about whatever is happening. Mm. Um, But what we tend to do is we take a kernel of truth. We take something that actually did happen or something someone said, and that part is true, but we sort of in all these layers of assumption and interpretation and we wind up holding this package of thoughts that barely resembles the truth anymore it's mostly just our feeling bad our you know getting down on ourselves thinking we should have done better and that's where self-compassion really comes in to recognize we're human to accept our limits Um, to treat ourselves the way we would treat a friend and actually ask ourselves what we need and listen to the answer and do our best to give ourselves whatever it is that we need. Hmm. And I think we also see this connection between mind and body and spirit um, because we were made as these, these whole beings that have all these different parts that are meant to work together. And so, I mean, we actually feel physical stress that can be really, 
when we start to come back to the truth. Hmm. This is incredible. And you touched on something that is a, a big reality, I think, when it comes to self-care is rest. I think that hmm. rest is so important. Now, rest as a sense of self-care as well is something that connects together. But I think rest is just essential for all parts of our life. And I know that you personally are super big on rest. And now mm -hmm. rest, I believe, is something so needed in our lives. And speak us through this. You know, how do we intentionally rest? Because I know that, you know, some people would say, well, you know, you can do a hobby or you can take time out or you can do that. But sometimes you can physically be resting, but your mind isn't resting or your heart isn't resting. And then you're just not in a state of rest. We've seen that, you know, last year when we were in lockdown, you know, physically you didn't have anywhere to be or anywhere to go because we had to stay inside. But yet there was this, this so many things going through our hearts, so many things going through our minds that we were not in a state of rest, you know, we're not in a state of caring for ourselves. How do we bring rest and intentionally rest throughout our life, you know, so that we are at a place where we are caring for ourselves and also then intentionally resting instead of just buying into the idea that we need to rest, but we don't know how. I love that you brought this up because when I first started recognizing the importance of rest, it became a legalistic thing. It became just another thing to check off on my to-do list. Um, essentially, well, God commands a day of rest. And so I would not work every Sunday, um, mm -hmm. but I was not resting. I was so stressed out. Um, I was not really healthy mentally or emotionally. So you're so correct that it is more than just the absence of work. I think there is a certain element that does need to be attended to, but burnout is not just physical. Burnout almost always has a mental and emotional and spiritual component as well. And so the physical is just the foundation. Um, I like to use the analogy of a well where the physical self-care, making sure that you are sleeping and eating and drinking your water, um, if you need medical care and that option is available to you, that you are making the time to seek it out. And if we don't meet a certain minimum in that physical self-care, it's almost like, um, like the mechanics of the well are broken and it stops mattering if the water is a mere 10 feet below the surface. You're not going to be able to draw it up with a broken well. But then at the same time, if you have a brand new well and there's just not water there, it, it doesn't matter that you have perfect technology. There's no water for it to draw up. And so I like to think of the filling of the well as our emotional and mental and spiritual self-care. And that's where we're kind of raising those resources that we can draw on. Hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with tending our energy, um, because no matter how healthy you are, your energy is going to ebb and flow. And there will be things that give you energy. Usually when you're working in your strengths and working in your calling, you will find that you're actually energized by the work or when you're doing something really creative and enjoyable or connecting with friends or something like that, you'll find that there are activities that give you energy 
And then there are activities that take energy that are just kind of something that has to get done, um, but they're a drag and they're really drawing on your resources. And then, of course, everything in between, it's maybe something you love to do, but still exhausting, right? Hmm. But paying attention because our bodies are begging to be understood. And it's almost like we've been trained to not listen to them. Hmm. And so becoming mindful of what is nourishing your soul, what is filling you with energy versus what is taking your energy. And as much as it is possible, arranging your rhythms around that, whether daily or weekly, um, making sure that you are kind of tending the fire of your energy, putting fuel on it when needed, um, and then letting it letting it burn, you know, shining, shining that light as you have that energy, as you have the resources to draw from, you know, then we go serve and we pour out um, and we find those rhythms where we are both filling up and emptying. Hmm. Wow. This is so great because this is actually something, like you said, being mindful and mindfulness is something that people kind of run away from because they think it's kind of like a a weird term but we need to be mindful of exactly what is happening inside of our hearts what's taking our energy what's extending it and it also like you said we can be passionate about something but also sometimes when we're doing it it feels exhausting and then mm-hmm. I think that it's so important just to know what is happening, what's going on. So this is incredible. And you know what? We are going to take a really, really quick break. We're going to let you listen to some music. But we don't want you to go anywhere because we still have so much that we want to share with you, so much that we want to equip you with so that you can thrive throughout the rest of this month, throughout the rest of this year. So don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick music break, but Rebecca is still going to be with me after this. So don't go anywhere. You're with me, Lauren Jacobs here on Voice of Change today. And I hope that you're having a really, really great and blessed Thursday and that you are tucked into the show and that you are enjoying some nuggets of wisdom that we are giving you today so that you can really thrive throughout this year because that's really what we want. We want you to be able to have some tools so that you can ask yourself some important questions so that you are, you know what, tending your fires right and setting those goals correctly and being intentional about rest and just not putting pressure on yourself to be doing things in a legalistic way but to really be thriving. And so Rebecca is with me and we've been talking through so many things already Now, Rebecca, we were touching on resting, we were touching on working, and I think that one of the important things that people talk about also a lot, but that sometimes we don't often get to, is, you know, vision boarding. Now, some people say, well, I don't vision board because what if God has a vision for me and it's different from what I vision board, and then I'm sitting in two different spaces, or isn't this just about what I want where does God come into this? Now, what is the deal with, you know, creating a board with all our goals and, and, and purposes on, you know, having this vision for our life? We know that the Bible says that the person who doesn't have a vision will perish. We have to have a vision. We have to have clear goals in our lives. So tell us a bit about vision boarding. How does this really work? You know, is this us aligning with God's vision? Is this us making our vision plain and then, you know, praying into it? How do we get practical about creating a vision for our lives and making it practical, you know, so that we have something to work towards throughout the year or maybe a two-year plan or a five-year plan? Mm -hmm. Well, I think we have to remember that God is always about our heart 
it is always going to be more about your heart than about anything that you do. And so I think no matter how clear our vision is, no matter how much we feel like it's the vision he gave us, we still need to hold it loosely. And we need to always hold it in a spirit of surrender that if he changes any aspect of it, it is his to change Mm -hmm. um, and to just flow with that. I think sometimes we have such a lust for certainty. Um, I feel it myself. You know how sometimes you're playing a game um, on your computer and it has an option to check answers to make sure you're on the right track, mm-hmm. um, you know, with like a word search or something like that. And I mean, I wish life had that where mm-hmm. I could just go to God and ask him to check my answers and tell me I'm on the right track. But mm-hmm. that's not what we get, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we get so twisted up in wanting whatever our vision is to look literally exactly like we've pictured it. And we want to know the exact 72 steps that are going to lead us there. We want to make sure we know exactly what we're going to do when we want to know our timeline. And that's just not available to us. And so I think sometimes we have to focus more on the big picture, but just the key elements of the big picture. And so I think that's, that's part of what vision boards are about more than making it this obsessive goal. It's just about saying, I know God has called me to serve in this way. Here's what it might look like, but I'm really just headed in the direction of using this gift that he's given me. Um, And it may look exactly like this. It may look totally different, um, but he's given me this next step that I'm working on right now, I'm going to be faithful in this step. Um, and if he changes the direction, it's his to change. You know, mm. I am his. I am in this relationship with him. I am, you know, trusting that he's shown me the right path. And so we can be faithful without being obsessed. Mm. Wow, that's really, really cool. And I love what you said as well about holding, you know, these things loosely as well our vision mm-hmm. as well so that it's in a, in a place of surrender so that we know that God can just come and he can maybe change things or do things. And it's always for our mm-hmm. good, you know, it's always for our good, but mm-hmm. also always for his kingdom as well. And I think that that's so important. Now, how do we really set goals? You know, maybe people are still sitting thinking, okay, well, we started this year and we didn't come into the year like we normally do, you know, (laughs) normally we wrap up 2020 and we will be like, okay, cool. I'm in January and I'm going to, you know, set new goals for myself and I'm going to be inspired. But I feel, I know a lot of people that I've met have said that it's been a hard, you know, coming into 2021 through 2020, there wasn't that significant change. You know, we kind of still in a lot of what we're dealing with, with this pandemic that we've had and still things happening and, you know, different realities. So, Finally, by March, April, we get into this place where some people want to start setting realistic goals for the rest of this Mm -hmm. year. How do we go about goal setting, intentionally goal setting, you know, and also displaying, like we spoke about earlier on, a sense of self-compassion in this because it might not look as it used to look maybe, you know, 
a while ago before we were facing a lot of the challenges that we're still facing now. How do we set mm-hmm. goals? What is the practical way to really set goals? And I think that this is a question that a lot of people ask, even us as adults. We don't have it all together. We're not going to have all the answers. So sometimes we struggle to set goals. So how do we, you know, intentionally set the right goals for ourselves and take steps to achieve it? I think you you hit the nail on the head there because we have to kind of be honest with ourselves about how much control we ever really had. Mm. And the world has always been a little bit rebellious. And so again, we feel this lust for certainty. And I don't know that we ever had it as much as we think we did. And I don't know that it's ever coming to the extent that we want it. Um, The world has been changing really rapidly for quite a while now, and I think it's going to continue to change rapidly, even though this particular set of challenges will, God willing, resolve. There are always going to be moving parts. There's always going to be new technology coming on the scene and disruptors in the marketplace and stars will rise and stars will fall. And all of these things have always been true and are going to continue to be true. So part of it is just that gut check with ourselves mm. of what have I heard from God? What is he calling me to do with it now? And like, what, what now? Because a lot of times our goals begin with adjusting our schedule, our finances, or our body of knowledge, right? So maybe getting a new degree or getting a certification or something like that. Mm. And let me actually just give an example. It's a silly goal, but my sister and I want to go to Paris and we have no idea when this will be safe. We have no idea if it will cost more or less than it did before the pandemic as the travel industry finds its new norm, but we know it's going to cost money that Mm. technically we do not have right now. Right. Mm. And so even though we can't, really move forward with this goal, we can start to adjust our budgets now um, and make sure that we're setting aside a little bit of money every month so that by the time we are in a place where we can truly pursue that goal, we're we're going to have more options and it's going to be less stressful because we've done this prep work now. And so maybe it's just what is the prep work that I'm going to have to do now or later if I'm going to pursue this goal? What adjustments do I need to make? And can I start to make those now. And when it comes to setting goals, I like to say practical, actionable, and clear. I think no matter what the season is, whether it's pandemic or raising children, or, you know, if you're working full time, there are always factors. And so we just kind of have to say, well, what's non-negotiable right now? And I just, I'm going to accept it. And I'm going to set goals that are practical for the here and now, but that will also move me in the direction I want to go in really um, visible ways, Hmm. right. That will actually move the needle and move the mission forward. And then the attention goes on those actions, those daily or weekly little steps that we're going to take that are going to get us there. So if you're pursuing a degree, what classes are you going to take this semester? What assignments this week? Hmm. Um, and you can kind of break down almost any goal like that so that you're putting your attention on what is right in front of you, Make sure it is something that you can do right now. And then just trust that you will figure out the rest of it along the way. Um, And then do your best to eliminate ambivalence. Make them as clear as possible. Because I think sometimes we sit down to work and we just, we feel so overwhelmed. We have, (laughs) we have no idea what to even work on. And then we wind up feeling defeated because we feel like 
we spent three hours working and just didn't get anywhere. So the clearer you can be, the better. Mm. And that's usually what I tell people to focus on. Um, rather than getting twisted up in what's going to come between here and there or exactly what the end result is going to look like, be faithful in these steps. Be faithful to becoming the person that you need to be to achieve that goal um, and put the vast majority of your energy attention there rather than worrying about the future, mm-hmm. which is easier said than done. I don't want to minimize that. Yeah. Um, but just be honest with yourself about whatever you're feeling. Um, if you need to um, get some counseling or, you know, be journaling, make, making sure that you're taking care of your mental and emotional health, as well as, as your physical self to make sure that you can handle the uncertainty and handle the flexibility that it's going to take and the tenacity it's going to take. Um, those things draw on our reserves. And so again, how are we refilling our reserves so that we're able to show up with the tenacity and the strength that we need to meet our goals and fulfill our callings. Hmm. I think it's a beautiful goal as well to want to go to Paris. You and your sister to want to go to Paris. <laughs> and he said, it's this silly goal. I know that I have some goals like that. You know, I, I was supposed to, we were supposed to go to Ireland last year, May, and then it got canceled because everything closed oh. because of COVID. And then, so now I have to reset my, I had to reset. That was like my 10 year goal and it was going to be reached. And now I have to reset this oh. goal. And I think it is so incredible that, like you say, that we have those goals because those are something to look forward to as well. Obviously, we don't know when the, mm-hmm. the travel thing is going to pan out, but I think that kind of adds to the excitement <laughs> because one day we will yeah. wake up and be like, well, actually now it's okay. And I have the money. So it'll be really cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing those pictures of you standing by the Eiffel Tower and. Oh. <laughs> and that will be really cool. But I think uh, I love exactly what you've been sharing, you know, as well as, you know, making it attainable, realistic, and then also looking at ourselves. I know some people that struggle to think long term. They just are naturally kind of people that like to think in the moment. And that's okay as well. But then they struggle to set long-term goals. So that's okay. That's maybe an area where there's some growth that's required or just maybe some some help. So I think that that's awesome as well. And the last thing I wanted to ask you, Rebecca, was really something that I think a lot of people need to think about. And it's actually got to do with social media because social media is really pulling on us. You know, it, it always has been for some time and will continue into the future. We know this to be true. But a lot of times, you know, people feel the need to, I've got to take a break from social media or I need to get off social media or I need to just, I don't know, just get this thing out of my life. It's really bad. But isn't there a way that we can be using those kind of tools to connect or, or maybe share or use it for greater good, but to be using it intentionally instead of maybe just getting frustrated with it and losing ourselves in it. How do we, you know, use social media with intention? Hmm. You know, I heard someone say that someone did a survey and the vast majority of respondents said that they go to social media to feel connected and they wind up leaving feeling more disconnected. And so... Uh, again, mindfulness comes into play, which is really just paying attention to what we're doing and why. And so if you find yourself 
picking up your phone over and over again and just scrolling mindlessly through social media, pause and ask, well, what is it I came here for? Did I come here to connect or did I come here to feel inspired? And rather than letting the algorithm tell you what it wants you to see, you can go to a friend's page um, and like drop them a note the same as you would if you got to see them in person, you know, if you see that they did something fun with your child comment, as opposed to just liking and say, Hey, that's really cool. Or ask how they're doing. Um, and, you know, keep a list of a couple of accounts that are inspiring to you. And so when, when you find yourself going to social media for inspiration, you can go straight to those accounts and mm. have that well to draw from of inspiration. Um, I find Pinterest to be a good source for that too. And I think you cannot just pay attention to the visuals of it, but kind of ask, well, what is this showing me about myself? What exactly is appealing to me here? You can turn that into some really good clues about what you are looking for in your life Hmm. Um, because it's rarely about exactly replicating what you see. It's more about the feeling like I want to feel more connected or I want cozy place in my home that I can retreat to, or, you know, I want to just create something. I want to try painting or something like Mm -hmm. that. But I think if we're just scrolling, we're never going to realize that. And so we have to just pause and ask, what is this, whatever my reaction is, positive or negative, what is it telling me about myself? And what might I need to do about that? Mm -hmm. Um, And also remember that you don't have to respond to everything. I think sometimes, you know, when we see something that triggers us, we feel this automatic need to respond, um, or we worry about people's responses to us. And you just you don't have to respond to everything. It is okay to delete someone's comment and just go on your way. Um, Nobody can tell you that you (laughs) you need to respond I think sometimes people like to act like they own your time because you showed up on their social media page and no nobody owns your time it goes for email too actually that sometimes people will send an email and assume that they just automatically have the right to add something to your to-do list Hmm. and not necessarily it's okay to question that and to say uh, something I can do right Um, so that mindfulness of just what is it I'm coming here for? What is it I'm here to do, um, in this moment on social media and how can I be more intentional about getting and giving in a way that is healthy and helpful and will leave me feeling better and not worse. Hmm. Wow. That's so incredible. And so true because I know sometimes, you know, you pick up your phone and you just want to connect you just want to you just want to mm-hmm. say hi to somebody you know on your social media but mm-hmm. you don't really know who you know and i think it's just so important to yeah be mindful i love what you shared about that and rebecca i want to say thank you so much for sharing so much with us today i know that these are so many things that you actually share with people who come to you as a coach and ask you for your opinion your advice and you ask these questions and help people so much so you're helping us today and i want to say thank you so much for sharing this time with us and sharing your wisdom and you know what if anybody wants to connect with you on social media how can they do that the best place to find me is on instagram 
at Becca Rosenko. Or on Facebook, I have a group called Beyond Intentions. And you can come find us and hang out with us there. We talk about getting out of your head, keeping track of everything, and turning intentions into action so that you can work smart and rest well. Hmm, I love that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rebecca. And may God richly bless you for the incredible work that you're doing and for how you are empowering people in their lives. And so may you just be super, super blessed. And again, thanks for spending this time with us on Voice of Change today. Thank you. Take care. Take care. I love hearing about self-love and self-compassion and, you know, trying softer on ourselves. Oftentimes, we can be quite critical of ourselves or judgmental and we forget that, you know, God's word says to love your fellow neighbor, your fellow human being as you love yourself. And sometimes we forget that we can think, well, I've got to love, you know, I've got to love my fellow man. I've got to love my fellow woman, my fellow human being. I've got to love this person. And yet, I don't think that actually I've got to practice love for myself and self-acceptance and really just accepting myself. And this has been so great to be hearing from Rebecca today. I pray that you have taken something powerful and meaningful with you from this conversation. And whether it's just that sense of, you know, what we were talking about earlier about money smart week, wanting to take control of your finances or wanting to just, you know, improve your emotional literacy, emotional intelligence, or just getting, you know, down into feeding your spirit or you know just creating a vision that God wants you to have for 2021 I know and I pray and I believe today that God is with us and that he is speaking to us and he wants us to take control and be good stewards of everything that we have and that is also not only our bodies but our spirit our emotions our mental health everything around us God wants us to thrive in those areas and be good stewards with what we have speaking of thriving and being a good steward with what we have this week's Saturday is Earth Hour. March 27th is Earth Hour. Now, you know, I, I kind of think that when we think of Earth Hour, we go, mm, you know, this is quite funny because Earth Hour is really, really about switching our lights off. And we are so used to doing that. But this time on March 27th, between 8.30 and 9.30 p.m. in the evening, we globally switch our lights off. For a full hour and we allow that to become a sign and a mark that we are going to really steward the things that we have on this earth well we know that electricity needs to be stewarded well we know that natural resources in the world needs to be used and managed well and so it's really a commitment to saying we are thinking about the earth we are thinking about the environment and we are switching our lights off between 8 30 and 9 30 so make a note do that celebrate earth hour with the world people all over the world in different nations, different continents and countries will be doing this all together. So it's not really a load shedding thing. It's really, really a commitment to saying, I care about the earth and God has given it to us and we're going to take care of it well. So don't forget that's this week, Saturday between 8.30 and 9.30 where, you know what, switch those lights off for an hour, do it with a cause and a purpose and maybe get the kids involved and play a board game during that time and just have some fellowship together as a family. And so you know what, it's been so good to be with you on Voice of Change today. You know what? It is just so good to see how God wants us to grow and thrive and live in 2021. And I pray for that for you and for your family, that 2021 will really be a blessed year. So take care. See you next week. And don't forget, we have some amazing shows that are coming up today. And TC is up later with Yellow Mike, which is always fantastic. And so stick around here on 7 to 9 a.m. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. 
visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.